My intro didn't play. We'll fix Not that. Not at all. There's no point having a replay if you don't having a having an intro if you don't play your intro. Yeah. Anyway, we were the intro for the intro, and I'm okay with that. I guess mix it up a little bit. I guess it's a cold open. (laughs) It was was a freezing cold open. Let's be honest. (laughs) Downright frigid. I'm thinking to myself, where the hell's my blue screen? And it, nothing, <laughs> nothing happened, and nothing happened, and nothing happened. And then suddenly, being your live, son of we're a the only, We're the only computer program that roots for the blue screen. Right? <laughs> Come on, blue screen. Anyways, it's Friday night. It's 9 o'clock p.m. It's time for the What's on Joe Mine team stream. Yeah. Live in Coast to Coast. Yeah, we really are coast to coast tonight. So it's it's. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. Joining me, of course, here in the top row, former head of marketing for the DI Joe brand. It's the Hot Show, Mark Weber. Hey, survived Newark, back in the cozy confines of uh, Barrington, Rhode Island, and uh, and I'm just happy to be here. Well, I, I, anybody, you'd, I'd be thrilled to get out of Newark. That's yeah, man. It's part. What? So, what were you doing in Newark, Mark? Uh, we were visiting family. Uh, my brothers lived down in uh, North, well, I guess, yeah, North Plainfield, close enough. So we were seeing my brother last weekend, and my mom was visiting him first. Firstborn and all, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so that was that was the handoff. That was, well, we picked up picked up grandma brother up here to, uh, to Rhode Island. So You have the immortal Nola Weber on present? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang, hanging out here uh, for a couple weeks, uh, watching her grandkids on their iPads. That's, that's how we roll. <laughs> so, but my mom's great. So it's always good to see my mom. So she's, you know, this is her first visit. I went and saw her in Oregon in February, but this is her visit, first visit out here since like November 2019 or something. So it's been, you know, been a while. So always good to have moms in the house. Good deal. And uh, Joe Joe Colton is off in Las Vegas at some Star Trek thing. My reaction, of course, is always, wait, they have a Star Trek now? <laughs> I mean, nobody told me about this. So filling in live from uh, Orange County, California. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the one and only Biff McConkie dog, Phil Donnelly from the Articulated Points Shot. Hey, uh, hey. Is here. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> and, and formerly if not half, almost half of the guts and brains and heart of yojo.com back when we liked yojo.com. I don't find the gooey part. Yeah, that's fine. The, 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 uh, the middle of the Oreo. That's what everybody likes anyway. Come on. <laughs> Man, don't let Terry hear you running smack about him. Could not call him the, the cookie part of the Oreo. Ain't nobody takes an Oreo and scrapes the filling out so they can have just cookie, right? Nobody does that. Oh, uh, 
I tend to go for the golden Oreos myself. So, you know, I kind of like the cookie part a little bit better on those. <laughs> okay. It's defendable. Weird. But if you, if you were saying I'm not having that filling, I'm I'm full on 100% cookie guy. I'm going to call BS right there, but whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll, twist, I'll separate them so that I have a cookie that I can have by itself. But then, then I've got, you know, cream side Oreo. Yeah. Well, which makes well, me happy. You double that up and create a double stuff without paying for a double stuff. Right. Right. That you know what I they call the that? Giant <laughs> they call that economics. Yeah. Yeah. If if you don't uh, if you don't mix up the the double stuff to regular cookie ratio, it just that's the that's a gateway to diabetes right there. We don't need that. Yeah. As our friend Wilford would tell you. The beatus. Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Eventually it got him. So only after he taunted, he, he taunted it. Not before like, Endor. He taunted it like 20 years. Right. It's not bad. If you're joining us live tonight, uh, please be sure that you are subscribed. Um, give us a like on the bottom of the video. If you're watching us on Facebook, give us some kind of a reaction, uh, whether it's a thumbs up or a heart or that little hug guy. Uh, we, we'll take them all. Uh, that uh, lets Facebook know that you're listening. Uh, and we're... we're Sure, heck, sure as heck happy to have you. If you're watching us on a uh, on the delay on, on on recording, we're still happy to have you too. Mm -hmm. It's it's you funny. Count. We are just as happy, uh, but please make sure you're doing the same. You guys are great for the most part about subscribing. If you're watching us, there is a better than eighty five percent chance that you're subscribed to the channel. That's kind of wow. nuts. Like we have a retention rate that makes much larger channels uh, swoon. Uh, but I, so all that's all that's left now is to help make us a much bigger channel. Uh, so share us wherever you can in your GI Joe circles. It means a lot more coming from you than it does from us. Mm -hmm. uh, they tend to if if they find the creator out spreading spreading links, they tend to tamp that down. But if if somebody else does it, mm -hmm. they they want to promote that. So uh, please get out there, share our videos, like our channel, uh, give our give our videos a little thumbs up at the bottom and, and do all those happy YouTube and Facebook things to, to help us continue to, to expand and get our tendrils into each corner of the hobby. Now we're talking our evil, evil tendrils. Help us, help us advance our, our evil scheme to take it all over every right. bit. Right. I got a guy who can run a brand. Eh. I can make a crappy movie. <laughs> Come on now, we can all make a crappy movie. We do it every Friday. Hey, oh. hey! We'll do it live. I'll write it. We'll do it live. Phil, get your Snake Eyes helmet. Right, you're gonna be a star. <laughs> He's got that's, one. That's that's all I got. It's uh, a start, man. Phil. It's a start. We'll zoom in. I guess <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We'll blue screen it. Mark, you could be the voice of each end. It's fine. Like you just need to dupe me what twenty six times <laughs> when the beachhead platoon arrives in the part that you wrote. At right now, it's twenty three. All right, twenty three. Coming soon. Spoiler. That's a that's a preview. <laughs> Speaking we of, have, we already have audio of you playing beachhead pretty well. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got. I think I got that one locked down. Uh, speaking of, save me some room in the what we got in. Because I made up for the last, like, month. It was a good week in the Weber house. Good, good. Yeah. I mean, you, 
we don't exactly put time limits on these things. So, well, I'm just saying, if you allocated X amount of time, I might take everybody's time. It was a good week. I'll take my time too. I'm taking it. I'll take whatever I want. <laughs> He's had enough. Right. It, it was cold. It was a cold July, but August is pretty damn good. So Weber can't handle it anymore. Yeah. To all you other eBay guys who wanted the cool stuff this week, I'm not sorry at all. I mean, Dave Tree has all the cool stuff. That's true, but it's all in the UK. I'm not paying that shipping. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. That's fair. I can't find I can't find your audio, Mark. I'm looking for it, but Oh, it's good. Oh, here it is. Um, okay, here we go. No, that's I'm, not it. I'm a rough and tough ranger from Alabama, and I don't take no guff at my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't stick the landing. It's almost perfect. It's that one foot out of bounds on the floor routine. Ah, it's, it's pretty perfect, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much on that one. And my crouch just broke. It was a beautiful moment from early in the Honcho's run on our show. Definitely, still my highlight. Probably never, never top that. Well, I mean, there, there is the, uh, the stories with Tim Roberts. So, those are good. And the day I took my kids to the pool. And they played monkey in the middle, and I just hit on the side because it was the only shade. Because I'm not built for that, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Those kids obviously want you dead for some You need to retrace your steps. I'm like, I'll play, but I'm never going in the middle. No way. No way. Trying try to do something to get you out in the sunlight where you will immolate. Right. Oof. Just like that. You let him know what's in the will, didn't you? That was your first mistake. Right, that was it. I'm like, Derek, what, Derek, what are you reading? <laughs> you a little Derek. young to be reading my will and testament? <laughs> Just a big, big uh, tome, you know, like like out of a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> yeah, because I'm leaving all my GI Joes to different people. There we go. That's enumerated, isn't it? Mike, Mike gets my beachheads. <laughs> And Philip gets my uh, major blood with a broken crotch from China. It's getting a serious deja vu here, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, he, it's a, he's Australian, right? It's a boomerang. <laughs> oh come no! Right back, coming right back to you, Phil. I hope if you throw that, it would come back to you. I'd hate to be without it. Yeah, anyway, it's a good point. Before this degenerates even further, uh, we did have some news this week. We'll start with that. Let me go ahead and fire up the old news machine here. Do, 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 do. That wasn't it, but that was, that was all, a good, good that you're way, That's in Klingon. Yeah, I mean, good that you're on top of that, man. Yeah. Gotta sound angry. Yeah. Depends on, depends on the news, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, first news item. Do, 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 do. And it comes from uh, comes from our friends at hisstank.com. Uh, they had somebody over at TFW uh, get into the target systems and find Hasbro code names for upcoming classified figures. And obviously, we don't know who they are. Past, we have some guesses on names that we've seen in previous listings for the retro line. But uh, we don't have a 
a hard lock on what these names really mean. Uh, you can see Jupiter there as a possible storm shadow because we've seen that before. Zenith as a possible stalker because we've seen that before. Meteor, Cobra Trooper, we've seen that before. Um, again, we don't know when these are expected. We don't know anything about them past that they're in the system and there's something coming. Um, Hasbro does tend to keep those fake code names consistent across the brand. So those are those guesses are, are pretty probably pretty solid. We are actually working on a lead connecting to this news. So stay with us. We may have something hopefully soon uh, that, that can get some light on this. We, you remember we had some success prognosticating in recent times with the, the mm -hmm. retro line. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're working that contact again and, and maybe we'll, Maybe we'll get something out of them. I don't know. So if, if you'd like to rip that news from us and not credit us, stay tuned. Right. <laughs> My time has come. What's important <laughs> is you're not bitter. And I, I almost forgot about it. <laughs> By the way, do we have any idea what CS theme means? Am I just blanking on that? Or CS is classified series is my guess. Well, they're all classified. Oh, not movie meaning? No, I'm going to guess that the CS theme figure is a Target exclusive of some kind. Mm. That would be my guess. Fair enough. I'm looking forward to that Centauri figure. Right? Yeah. I'm just worried I, about getting three of that fifth one. As I've said for a long time, that this line was really needed as a gamma. Right. This line one is of these. Gamma. One of these has to be the Alley Viper, right? You would think. He's on, he's on the initial artwork, and we've heard no whisper of him at all. No, no nothing. No. No. No nothing. And he's he's not the first troop builder I'd make. He's 10th or 12th, probably. But still, nothing bottom, wrong. Ain't bottom, nothing. Yeah, bottom end of top 10 at best. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with an alley viper, and people were actually kind of jazzed that it seemed like a, you know, not bad, but a little un, a little surprising pick, right? And now we're all, what the hell's the alley viper? Kind of like somebody must have been a spy troops fan, right? I guess <laughs> we got all those we got all those viper and alley viper two packs back then. Yeah, but the alley viper was you know orange and blue on the packaging, so it couldn't have been from that era, right? <laughs> Everything but the classic colors. Anywho, that's uh, that's that for that. So stay stay with us, and hopefully we'll have some news on this coming soon. Next news item. Do 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 do. Uh, it's it's more from our friend Snake Eyes as we look at last week's box office results ending August eight. Uh, winning the box office last week was DC's new movie, The Suicide Squad, with $26.2 million. Uh, holding strong in the second spot was Jungle Cruise in its second week, $15.8 million. Third place was Old, which is kind of shocking that Old had this kind of staying power. Um, third week, $4.1 million. Uh, fourth place, Black Widow in its fifth week with three point nine. million. Again, holding pretty good considering... Considering the market, it's hanging on to its business, which is good for that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, number five was Stillwater in its second week, 2.8. Uh, number six, The Green Knight tumbled down to $2.6 million in its second week. Uh, number seven, Space Jam 2, 
Uh, fourth week, $2.4 million. And just in case you haven't fallen asleep by this point, there we are in eighth place. Hey. Snake Eyes in its third week with $1.7 million. So suffice to say, if you have plans on seeing Snake Eyes in the theater, this might be your weekend. Uh, probably next weekend will still be okay for you. Uh, if you don't mind going to the one theater that's in the back of the building that has like 10 seats in it. You and a 10 o'clock show. That's it. Yeah. You get that noon show. And, uh, and, but yeah, it's, it's, there's just no way around, around it. This is just not a box office hit in the States. I'm hoping that overseas sales do something to lift the, the profile uh, for GI Joe. I, I mean, Lord knows snake eyes. We, we, I don't want to go into spoilers. I want to I want to keep as much of our content spoiler-free as possible. So I don't want to talk about the movie itself. We did our review last week, and we were not necessarily kind to it. Uh, I think we did a good job of picking out the good parts, and, and we really hammered on the bad parts. Um, but Lord knows, I would still say that Snake Eyes is better than any Transformer movie. And those Gee. movies, gangbuster. First Transformer movie was pretty good. Nah. Oh yeah, it was. Except except for Optimus Prime, I couldn't tell who was who at any point. First one was pretty good. I disagree. I'll, I, you know what? I'll take Bumblebee out. Bumblebee was better than was, yeah. was better than Snake Eyes. Yeah. So, I'm not I'm not going to fight for two, three, four, or five. But no. the first Transformer movie is pretty solid, even for a Bay film. It was easy to tell who was Jazz. He was one in two pieces at the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was the guy getting ripped into. That's and then, jazz. And then That's the other much, jazz. Pretty much not mourned after his death. Oh, yeah, jazz is dead. Uh, Man. Uh, that guy we flew across the galaxy with, he's gone. Oh, well. And they learned from that. Paramount learned from that, too, man, because they didn't kill anybody. Oh, and never mind. Yeah. We're avoiding the spoilers. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, think you can, I think we can give Transformers two spoilers. Right. Okay. There's got to be a statute of limitations on these things. Right. Hey man, if we spoil it for somebody and they don't see it, we're helping them out. Right. Right. Especially with Transformers hey, 2. Jetfire's old and he farts a parachute. It's great. I mean, I'll be honest, guys. This and, and Phil, you can back me up on this. As a single man, I hope someday to find a woman who loves me like Transformers fans love bad movies. <laughs> That's Fair a really love hate relationship. There, it's uh, there's something dysfunctional in that relationship. <laughs> I think what we're looking at here, though, in in fair to really be fair to the Snake Eyes movie, and I'm not being coy here. Look at how depressed the overall box office right. is. Right, Suicide Squad. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's not something I'm excited about, but it's exactly what you would want it to be if you're a Suicide Squad fan. And there ain't not much else out there, and there ain't much going on other than Yankees and White Sox walking out of the cornfield. That was pretty. So cool. it was, but twenty six million for the first week. Yeah, th this is a, a highly depressed box office. So I think Snake Eyes. I'm not saying give it a pass for the quality of the film, but the move up obviously didn't do it much good given the the rise in people's concern about the pandemic uh sure. you know expansion and stuff like that so it got hurt by a lot of things that weren't necessarily uh 
Hasbro's fault or the film itself's fault. Yeah, I, I mean, the numbers, the, the actual gate, you got to take with a grain of salt. I think the, the troubling part for Snake Eyes has been where it's placed on these lists the three weeks that we've done this, right? Yeah. Like, it, start, it opened in second place behind an M. Night Shyamalan movie that had no marketing for it in regards, in comparison to Snake Eyes, right? Right. And, and no stars, no stars. Not nope. like, well, it's then, Clive Owen, I'll go see it. And then in its second week, it lost 70% of its business and fell to sixth place. And then in third, its third week, it lost another 70% of its business and fell to eighth place. Like that, those, that trend is the, is the troubling one for Snake Eyes at the box office. Yeah. Not so much the raw dollars. Yeah. Is Stillwater the sequel to Almost Famous? No. Okay, just checking. Uh, it's kind of based off of the Amanda Knox thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the it's the Matt Damon redneck movie. Wasn't that the the band in Almost Famous? Were they the Stillwater? Part, wasn't that the, the the band in Almost Famous was the Matt Damon redneck experience? No, no, no. I thought the band was named Stillwater. I don't know. I in Almost Famous. Okay, just saying. I, I feel like I've missed out in that that's the one good Kate Hudson movie, but pretty much. But it's uh, yeah. Did you see the picture this week? Did you see the picture this week of LeBron James with his Space Jam two stunt double? I did, yes. <laughs> and and people saying, Wow, LeBron LeBron talk about how NBA players are soft. He needs a stunt double to face uh animated characters. Man. Poor guy. LeBron just can't stay away from the haters. Poor guy. So, anyways, uh, unfortunately, Snake Eyes GI Joe Origins gets a, a new explosion this week. And oh, oh, oh it's Cobra Commander this time. <laughs> it's funny because they used to put the the GI Joe figure in front of the explosion. Right now, he's just responsible for it, but not, but not anymore. I just respond. I I live for doing that these last two weeks. It's nice to see Cobra Commander. It is a fantastic picture, by the way. Right? Yes, that's the one that Phil took for for three D Joe's. So, so that's that's why I'm I'm impressed that you recognized it that quickly. Oh, I always recognize it when it shows up. Phil well, knows his work. Everybody steals it. Is that why? Uh, the Smithsonian Magazine, a guy who was making uh, enamel pins, just redrawing the art. <laughs> Well, I, I guess it's in its own way that's flattery, right? <laughs> in a theft sort of way, yeah. Like, hey, ni hey, nice house. Can I take your TV? <laughs> oh goodness! So that's uh, that's that's that on uh, on Snake Eyes. Next news item. Do 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 do. Hey, we're back in the Kickstarter roundup. And Marauder Task Force Vietnam is still rolling on, and it is funded. Uh, the campaign ends tomorrow. You pretty well have all day tomorrow until 11.30 at night. Uh, this set out at the beginning. It had a, let's see, what, let me let me pull up the, pull up the figures here. At a goal of $64,000. Currently, it is at 420000 I'm sorry, 421000 $597. And we got then, a little bit of a buffer. 
Right. Yeah, that'll be okay. I think we're in on this one. They have unlocked 22 stretch goals. Dude. Um, so yeah, this is this is one. If you're if you're collecting Marauder, I know a lot of us are. Um feel safe about this one because they've they've touched a lot. These stretch goals have unlocked stuff for, for World War II, uh, for their modern line, for, for all of the other lines that they've started in the last seven, eight years. So it's it's really great to see them continuing to succeed, uh, continuing to build their fan base and continuing to take care of their older collectors because we're, we're at a point now where, you know, if you've been with Marauder since the beginning, you've been with them a pretty long time. Osteoporosis is setting in. Right. I, got I hope they dudes with little guns. I hope they have enough time to actually make the figures now that I'm going to have them managing my 401k and investment portfolio. Because, dude, <laughs> right. like, do you ever remember any Joe or even toy related Kickstarter that exploded with such massive appeal like this? Um, not many, a couple yeah. maybe, but I mean, these guys, this they funded after an hour. That's incredible. I don't think even Unicron was this successful. <laughs> yeah, um, they funded after an hour. I remember we were on the on the air. We were recording with the folks from Boss Fight uh, on the last day of their first Kickstarter, and we watched that one explode while we were talking to them over that two and a half hours or so. And that was like I thought that was a pretty pretty uncanny experience but it's it's not it's not the same as seeing it happen in the first couple hours right kickstarter i mean and that it disproves the long-held belief that it was the appearance on what's on joe mind that fueled all of that boss fight kickstarter jump at the end because we didn't have the marauder guys on you know we, we, did, we did actually way back for their first couple we did have them so uh, we like to say that Marauder got the, the old what's on Joe mind push the first couple of right. times. But but now they don't need us. They're just too busy, you know, lighting their cigars with thousand dollar bills. Right. I mean, they got yeah. toys to make. They're too busy to be on, on talk shows. Wearing monocles and top hats. And yeah. Absolutely. Earned. Can, cannot speak highly enough of the quality. Cannot speak highly enough of the customer service. Um, if you, if you're dealing with them, over the mail, if you're dealing with them at a show, those guys are the best. Can't yeah. can't say enough. If you're if you're on the fence, God knows. I can't imagine anybody being on the fence at this point. But get off of the fence and 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 you're going to be in good hands. Booking Marauder Task Force. Yeah, they got. They probably they can probably make till August 14th. They could probably make up five or six more stretch goals that get hit by then. I mean, <laughs> I would think legit two or three because you know how things tend to explode in the last day. Oh yeah, like we'll we'll be we will be touching base with this one next week just because I want to see what figure they stop at. Right, it's probably the one they don't get is like the one-legged eye-patched bazooka trooper, just didn't quite fund, just because they didn't <laughs> have enough time. Right, right? <laughs> didn't quite get to one point eight million dollars. <laughs> right, just shy of making their Herbert Hoover Memorial <laughs> Vietnam figure. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm being coy. I got nothing but love and respect. They're killing it. So good, good for them. And along those lines, uh, the Strike Force Alpha um, Kickstarter came to a close last week, just after our show last week. 
they were already funded going into that, uh, but they did finish to a $77,000 goal with $116,067. So round of applause for Strike. Yeah, and if you didn't, if you didn't get in, they are listed on Big Bad Toy Store now. So if you missed it somehow, because you weren't listening to us, because we've been telling you how cool it is, there's still a chance to, to get in on some of those things through Big Bad. There you go. Honcho with the catch there. Yeah, it's good. That's actually where I wasn't, because eh, funds were a little tight at the time, but, you know, not so tight at the moment. And so I was a little late, but I got in through Big Bad. So I got a couple of these coming uh, that I'm excited about. All right. And uh, that's the news. Man. Are we getting better at this or was there just less news this week? There just week? wasn't a lot of news. Okay. Surely so, surely somebody's making a pin out there somewhere. You're not you're not gonna there there are, but we talked about them once. I don't I don't feel the need to talk about a pin set again. Come get your monkey wrench pin. Right? Eh, whatever. We 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 sent everybody to Icon Heroes once. I I the fact that the stuff that we said was gonna be available is now available is not necessarily news. That's true. It's like we already told you. And we just told you again. That's right. it. So there's there's your plug. I so where, where's, where's my end of where's my end of news sound effects? I'm just still stunned that we're done with the news, so we're just gonna go boop. All right, all right, good enough. And so that brings us to our our next segment here. It's what everybody's tuned in for. It's fantasy booking. Yeah. This is where we take real ish situations and and try to uh, book. Oh 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 oh, we did miss something. Nomad oh, that's right. That's right. Operation Armor happening tomorrow at 9 a.m. So there you go. Uh, head over to their uh, website or it's codename Iowa.com. Uh, you can find them on Facebook or on the website uh, and uh, and check out their their uh, calendar of events. I got pushed back a week because of some technical stuff. So thank you. Totally missed that. I had that written down on a piece of paper and I lost that piece of paper. Man. So no, nomads wandering, unofficial fourth guy on today's team stream. He's Lex. Sure, because we, we still got Ole. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, we don't, okay. we don't want to throw Paul Roma on him. So no, no, we don't want to go Roma on him. That's that's rough. And no, no offense to Roma collectibles there, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so it brings us to our fantasy booking segment. Good catch, Nomads Wandering. Yeah, yeah. My Iowa YouTube channel. We'll leave that up there for a sec. So, anyways, uh, we we did fantasy booking once before. Uh, we're we're um, it was more about the retro line. This time, we're going to take a look at classified. And uh, let me just get back to the PowerPoint here. So, our what's on Joe Mind fantasy booking scenario? Because we do love our wrestling so much, mm -hmm. that we're going to incorporate fantasy booking. Into our own hobby. Uh, with the U.S. box office failure of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins, Hasbro pulls the plug on the G.I. Joe toy line with the overarching idea of rebooting down the road. The higher-ups decide that the Walmart retro exclusive, the Walmart exclusive retro line is finished after Wave 5, which is Stalker, Grunt, etc. But there's enough interest to complete one last five-figure wave for Classified. If tooling and other costs are no object, 
what five figures should be included in this last wave? Okay, and we do have some rules. Uh, first one, there has to be at least one named G.I. Joe character. So we can't go all Cobra. Uh, two, there has to be at least one named Cobra, so we can't go all Joe. And the third and final rule is only one army builder. So we cannot just load up on army builders. But, um, you know, yeah. So... And rule number four from Mike, no Mercer. <laughs> if you want to do Mercer, I'm, I'll mock you, but you're... You, you, you can make a Cobra Mercer and a Joe Mercer. It'll be two right? Mercers in one. So good. A third one with a Winter Soldier arm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still in the director's chair, so I can, I'll can. i just kick whoever it is off the show. I'll just boop. Man. Anyway. It's good to know that censorship is alive and well. Two Mercers. I mean, on come the on. Team that's not so much censorship as preventing nausea. <laughs> well, we'll start with it's our guest, uh, Phil Donnelly, better known as Biff McConkydunk. And uh, Phil, the ones that you gave us back when this was assigned to you a few days ago, mm -hmm. uh, your first selection was Hawk in his 1986 look. Oh, yeah. Uh, then was Doc, Cover Girl. So Gary Gary Godso already has a bone to pick, right? I just heard him yell. <laughs> yeah. Not not even over a microphone. You just just stuck your head out the window. Out the yeah. window in yep. California, I can hear him. Uh, then we have Serpentor for a named Cobra and a Cobra Eel as yeah. army builder. And so we'll get our our little picture of Serpentor up there. That's a great yeah. picture. Who took that? <laughs> Who indeed? That that image is. You'll notice that that image is a. Uh, is a. Uh, I got a source on there for that one. So. Oh, fair enough. Three D. Can I can I interrupt <laughs> here just because it's photo appropriate? Yes. Am I the only kid, and this was as a kid, who took off Serpentor's flimsy ass green metallic cape and replaced it with Mindbender's badass black cobra cape? Yes, but that's not a bad idea. It was it was so much better. So much better. That's so, not terrible. I'll give you that one. I'm just throwing that out there. If I had a Serpentor as a kid, I probably would have given him a superpowers cape because those were the best. <laughs> not a bad idea. I remember I, I used to, I had the uh, the overcoat. It was thick plastic that came with totes from the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark line. Nobody bought that figure. Right, but the overcoat was great. It fit over his shoulders and all around him. And that would be my secret agent, Joe, right? Whenever somebody was going to be a secret agent, I'd throw totes coat on him and off he went. It looked ridiculous. It was like Flash walking around with an overcoat on. Like nobody could know who's that guy. That Wearing the cool. and they're all like Raphael in the too tall for it. <laughs> right. It was like it was like silver pads, grand slam, sneaking into the cobra base. Just because you got the overcoat on, totally worked. I mean, it worked for the Autobots. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I was ahead of myself. I treated it like the, the Harry Potter cloak of invisibility, right? Just throw it on him and <laughs> off you go. If, if you want to play along, by all means, uh, you, you have the rules presented to you. Uh, throw that in the comment section down below. We might look, at a, couple, we might look at a couple over in the live comments. Yeah. But by if all means, throw it down there. 
for, so where it can be seen for posterity. Forever. Yeah. And if it's really good or really bad, we might put it on screen. If it's in the middle, no. <laughs> you want to go A or F here, right? Don't be in the middle. But uh, so, Phil, defend your picks. All right. Um, so, 1986 Hawks is my favorite figure from the whole vintage line. It's one I've had like almost as long as I have memory. It's the one I thought was always the coolest looking figure. And since I didn't have the original Hawk figure, I didn't know he was supposed to be blonde. <laughs> so I liked that he had, you know, same color hair I did. And so, yeah, if we're going to do a bomber jacket camo pants combination, I would love to see that translated into a modern classified figure because that's the Hawk I always have in my brain, is that version. And I would love to see that in a six inch and give us a proper leader for the Joes. I'm, I'm not anti Joe Colton, but it's it's Hawk for me. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. Um, we try to have nothing to do with Joe Colton on this show, right? And, and <laughs> so lately, we've been winning. <laughs> and I like my Hawk was always blonde too, because my first one was well was always blonde, and that's what the way it was in the comic. But once Duke came around, having Hawk have some brown hair gave some better separation between those two guys. So, and I was always, a, I was always a hot guy, not a Duke guy. So I was always disappointed that they didn't uh, on the, the cartoon, they didn't give Hawk the Reed Richards gray temples. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, that's, that's an action hero. Look, if there ever was one. And, oh. Yeah. They never, they never pulled that off in animation. Very good though. Right. Like even Reed Richards looks like, looked like Pepe Le Pew kind of right. Didn't work for Nick Fury either, or David yeah. Hasselhoff. That's a good point. <laughs> Goodness. Um, <laughs> so moving on. Moving on. Um, I picked Doc. Uh, I figured our our line. We were getting specialists. We're getting, you know, we're getting barbecue. We're getting breaker. So we're getting communications. We're getting firefighter. We need a medic of some kind. And to me, I think Doc's. It's a little bit more classic than Lifeline. And, you know, he comes with the stretcher. He's got, uh, you know, a nice tan uniform, which you haven't seen a whole lot of in the classified line so far. So it's another little color break going on. And just all around something very uh, useful in a military unit <laughs> that I wanted to see. Okay. Then we got Cover Girl. So explain why you wanted Gary mad at you. Because... <laughs> Because the line needs more women. That's what it basically comes down to it. And it was CoverGirl, Zorana, or Jinx. And at this point, I think it's just going to be CoverGirl just because we've already gotten Baroness Scarlet and Lady J. And in the hierarchy of, of Joe women, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think CoverGirl comes next. <laughs> and again, leather jackets. Why not? <laughs> okay. So you got, uh, for your name, Cobra, you've got Serpentor. This was a toss-up between, for me, between Dr. Mindbender and Serpentor, because I'm thinking of all the uh, the biggest named Cobras. And, you know, we could do Scrap Iron, but to me, uh, the ones that haven't been done, I think Mindbender and Serpentor are bigger names than Scrap Iron is. And if we're only going to do one, we can't do Tomax and Zamot. So uh, I well, ultimately chose... You weren't limited to one. You just, you had to have at least one. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, 
if we're going to do all new tooling, let's not do mirrored tooling. Let's get them out as uh, unique as they can be. And so Serpentor won out because I thought, you know, we could go the deluxe route and give him an air chariot, which, you know, Mindbender doesn't have a, a uh, dedicated vehicle to him. And so that'd be a real way to go out with a bang. Mm -hmm. I love that idea. And I think, I think they're going to get there. Uh, that's not any inside info or anything, but there's, there's so few of the smallish vehicles that are absolutely resonant and mm -hmm. yeah. Serpentor with the chariot for 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. I totally see that. Absolutely. It's a dopey vehicle, but it is pretty iconic. Yeah, pretty it, I mean, it's a dopey costume. It, 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 <laughs> it synergizes well. Yeah. Uh, and the, so lastly, uh, for my troop builder, I went with eels, uh, primarily because we were getting a lot of land troopers. We got both the Cobra Trooper and the Viper, which really perform the same function. So if we're covering land, then we need to cover water. And you don't have more iconic aquatic troops than the eels. Though I would not be mad if they uh, incorporated some designs from the uh, Demon of the Deep, as it were. Um, mm -hmm. The Hydro Viper. Yeah, the Hydro Viper. Some of those design elements incorporated into an eel's costume, maybe just a callback, even if we're not going to get a Hydro Viper. I wouldn't be mad at that. I think it's funny, as classic as the eels are, the, the eels look isn't as popular as it is. The Hydro Viper is really popular in the community. So I think you could hybridize the look of the two without, you know, infuri fully infuriating uh, the Joe collectors who tend to like things the way they were, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll give uh, the Eels a lot of credit. I think that was the best diving figure they ever did in the retro line. Mm -hmm. you know, not, no offense to the Torpedo and Wetsuit fans out there, but those guys lost a little bit by not being able to, you know, not, not having a removable helmet, not having a face, yep. whereas the Eels didn't. So, anyways... Um, so for step two, I am putting myself in second. We'll get Mark last because he's a professional. <laughs> um, I, I also started with Hawk for much of the same reasons as Phil, although he's not my favorite. He's, he's important and he's missing to this point. Mm. Probably the most important Joe to this point, like just in terms of storytelling across the, the various uh, various uh, realities that we've we've been exposed to. Uh, Stalker is my second one, and he was pretty inflexible too. He's, if not the most important, he's certainly second behind Hawk. So now here's the spot that I tossed around. I had this graphic made up with about five different characters, but ultimately I could not shake for my second favorite guy of all time. I I, I got to get Flash. I have to. It's no reason there. He's not more important than anybody. Um, well, he's more important than like short fuse, but he's mm -hmm. he's more important than than you know junk like Mercer. But is he more important than sci-fi? I I would say so, simply because Flash was such a, a a big part of the early merchandising of this line. Um, Flash was a big part of the aesthetic, so I think he's got a more important role than just his story role. Mm -hmm. um, and then for uh, Name Cobra, Storm Shadow is probably the the most important character full stop that we haven't seen yet. So he's got to be in there. And then my, my 
my uh, army builder was the bat. And I, I threw a picture of Flash on there because I figured that would be the one you guys harped on the most. No, but, the picture the picture's so good, I can't even be mad. <laughs> but yeah, it's smaller. <laughs> That, that number three spot, I tossed that around. I, I For a while, I was going with two Cobras. I was thinking Scrap Iron. I was thinking Mindbender. I was thinking Zorana. Um, and then it was, oh, well, I don't know. You know, it could get, could get Footloose, could get Grunt, could get, um, like 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 you guys are saying with Specialists, we could get a, a, a wetsuit in there. And then it was just like, you know what? If it was going away. Ah, I'd have to get I'd have to get my guy in there. Yeah. You know? Well, and as long as long as that vest is a secondary piece that goes over the brutal chest cut, I hate. I think he'd look sensational on the peg. Yeah, I, I think it, it would work pretty well. If that was molded on and they put the cut through it, that figure would be absolute garbage. It would be. It would be pretty trash. Yeah. So I bad. would love to see what ne what Nerf gun they would use to make the, the laser rifle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, and, and Mike, you're the you're the flash honk here, right? If sure. they totally altered the laser rifle, you know, would that would you be as long as it looked good? Would you be okay with that? Yeah, yeah, I totally because I think flash is flash is the outfit and the visor. As right. long as the laser gun looks good, cool. Look, we the the gun as it looks on the toy is one thing. It always had a different look in the comic book at any given time on the, on the old Sunbow cartoon, obviously he didn't even have it at all because everybody had a laser rifle. So well, he had, did he have it in the intro? He had it in the intro, but that was it. The only other I time. I think he had it in the intro because that was cut from the commercial cartoon from 82. Exactly. Ah, I'm looking at it. Flash doesn't look anything like he looked in the rest of the show. He looked like he did in the figure in that one shot. Right. Because it was from a comic book number one commercial. So, it's uh, Phil is Phil is spot on there with the catch. So, I, I, believe me, I tossed that one around a lot, and I just could not walk away from Flash, uh, Storm Shadow. I don't know how we haven't seen him yet, but I guess they're. It, it's it's really the uh, the faith I have in in them thinking this line is a hit is that they haven't forced Storm Shadow out already, because um, they must have a good feeling about him coming to us later. I think they were they were keeping him away from the movie version, right? I think that was that's the been the delay on a classic version one Storm Shadow. Yeah, and then bats were just so so ubiquitous with the old Sunbow show. Like that's really where the bat shone, and um, like that that's uh, just seeing scores of them getting blown up every week was 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 a. Uh, uh, you know, left a, left an impression on a lot of fans. So I think bats are are pretty iconic. And so that brings us to the third member of today's panel. That's the honcho. Mark yeah. Ray. And it's like I cribbed your guys's test pages. Right. <laughs> uh, first spot, you've got Hawk. Yeah. Hey. Hey. How about clean, that? Clean sweep for the boss. Consistency there for for our general. Yep. Uh, then we got Snow Job, mm -hmm. and then we got Torpedo, and then for the Cobra you have Storm Shadow. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got uh, the bats for your Army Builder, and oh, oh there's Snow Job. And, he and look, approved. 
He's not yellow. You're not yellow at all, right? Like that's a good looking snow job there. The one thing here that that gave me some pause, and then they actually think about this when they're putting it together, even though I don't think any of us have ever seen the entire line on the peg at once. That's one of the things we would think about when we were doing, especially like eh, transformer lines too. Like even when we put out the first line of combiner wars, they didn't want four aerial bots, four deluxe jets, Autobot heroes on the peg at the same time. So they put in one of the stunticons. So you had a bad guy and you had a car. And then in the next line, you had three cars and an aerial bot. And so the one part of this line that's a little hanky is having a really white colored snow job figure and a super white colored storm shadow on the peg at the same time. So if there were more lines to come, I would separate these two guys. Yeah. But got to have a snow guy and some skis. And even though I really, really liked Blizzard, Snow Job was the guy. Yeah, so, so, yeah. As, as much as we would ride, you know, Gary, if, if he was here and talk up Blizzard, um, Snow Job's the guy. Snow Job's the guy. And you have, I was just thinking about, you know, the hierarchy of Cobra. And the only A-list guy they haven't done, other than Serpentor is an A-list guy, but you can make the Cobra hierarchy without him and pretend it's just pre-Serpentor. But it's it's Storm Shadow. And you see how people are desperately trying to make this, and some of them are really good, to yeah. build this out of other lines. The appetite is absolutely there. And I think I actually think, think Hasbro has done the right thing here. Because assuming that the goal of the Snake Eyes movie was to appeal to a new generation of Joe fans, I wouldn't want to tease a blatantly Cobra version of Storm Shadow before the movie came out. And I wouldn't want to go for Storm Shadow Overload or to have people go, well, I don't need the movie one because I have a better one already. So I absolutely see why they haven't done it yet. But if the line was coming to an end, you can't do five lines of classified and not get to version one storm shadow. So he's in uh, the same way that, uh, that Phil talked about wanting the water guy. That's why torpedoes in there. And you could talk me into wetsuit. He's a little more visually interesting color wise. Um, so you could get me either way on that, but I want, I want a guy, uh, a water specialist, a diver. So torpedo makes that for me. And then the bats are in, even though I think the Super 7 bats are pretty damn impressive and being an extra inch tall, I think won't hurt the bat character because you can pass them off as gigantic if you want. So I think they'll sell a ton of bats. But really for the true builder, I think there's only two. Can't, and yields are close, but I think the two just can't miss guys are Crimson Guard and bats. And I just thought, the chest cut is going to look is going to look just like Cobra Commanders does in this line, right? Right across that pleated vest, and it's going to look god awful. And with the bat, they can hide that cut. So that's what that's what pushed me over to bats from Crimson Guardsmen. Um, yeah, when I was talking about this with Racktime Rob last night, um, his choice for the for the troop builder was a Crimson Guard. Yeah. And he looked great. He looked great on the peg. And he wouldn't look like anybody else, that bright red. 
pop like crazy, cool looking guy. I just, that chest cut will ruin that figure. There's almost no way, because there's no secondary to put over it. It's just going to be right there in the middle of a very classy looking dress uniform. Right? Ugh. Yeah. Let it be like uh, Dress Blues Gung Ho as a classified figure, right? Unless they did the jacket over it. It just it would look it would look god awful. So that's what that's what keeps me away from the Crimson Guard. And you can see there aren't very maybe it's a hard custom to do, but given that that Cobra Commander gives you a usable torso, it's surprising we haven't seen more custom Crimson Guards out there. And I'm gonna say that's because people are coming around and they're not gonna support that brutal chest cut. I, I think it's just more that people can't find a good head. It so. could be. Oh come on! There's a, who's, a, who's the who's the Sith Lord? Darth Reven, right? Doesn't he have pretty much exactly a Crimson Guard face? I guess he could make it work, but that's also a GameStop exclusive. <laughs> at least it's not a Target exclusive. You have a shot at it. Hey! <laughs> See what I did there? I haven't forgot about you, Target. <laughs> I haven't forgot about you, Target. Swing that pinata again, Mike. I'll give it a whack. <laughs> Man, look! Somebody gets the Gary Godso seal of approval, and look what happened. It's kind of rare. He's going. I think all my time. my favorite part of this exercise is that we all absolutely are in lockstep agreement on Hawk. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Need to see that. Just too important. Just too important. We're all comic book guys. I think it's part of it. Mm. But to ignore Hawks, the the contribution that they've made with that character and in various animated forms too you know that's yeah and and the look of it too right there hasn't been another classified figure that looks anything like that with the bomber jacket and the cool helmet and the goggles and, yeah. yeah we got rack time robs five down there he's got hawk stalker storm shadow crimson guard and dr mindbender he's 40 percent right <laughs> hey just 40. although you would you would not break my heart with a stalker figure Stalker's a great thing uh, again, it's after Hawk. He's the most Im he's the most important Joe that hasn't been done. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 even then, it's arguable. Like if you if you wanted to come to me and say Stalker's the number one guy that hasn't been done, I'm going to let you have that argument without. But yeah, uh, Matt Rubin is surprised that nobody picked Mindbender. You know <laughs> what? He was in there, but man, at 84 Storm Shadows, not there, and Serpentor is a really a really powerful visual. So I get why you picked, I get why Phil picked him. He's, he's, he's high up there. I, I almost did. It just, if we had one more wave, yeah. right. that right. mind, that mind better design has not aged well. And it's six inches with that cut right above his, I'm sure washboard abs. No, but he's, he's one that I'm pretty sure you could, if you went with the more modern lab coat, Valor versus Venom Mindbender. Yeah, yeah. Design. I think people be on board for that one. But then, then you've got then he's a science teacher, right? I like, wouldn't hate the Battle Core version as an update. I love that little cybernetic uh, yeah, yeah. monocle thing he had going. That's a, I liked that update, but I just I just I don't. It would be a long time before I thought a version of Mindbender would be better than a different Cobra option. The character is more the. The idea of the character is more beloved than the actual visual. Look at that. What'd you do? I just closed the closed the PowerPoint. 
Yeah, but like diagonally, that was awesome. Well, it just it, it shrunk away like an '80s video toaster effect. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it was. It I'm was gonna. Like, I'm gonna treat you better, Mike, because I don't want you to do that to me. That that screen ducked down, and then the great space coaster was gonna fly back out. So that's the only way you could ever fit my head into those one size fits all hats. So to shrink it, <laughs> to squeeze me in. So I'm going through. I'm going to see if I can uh, pull out some lists from from our live chat. Here. I would like to say I didn't pick Storm Shadow because I'm actually a little bit younger, and so my first Storm Shadow figure was actually the Ninja Force. He's out. He's See, bragging about his youth. He's out. The kids, kids these days got no respect. He's done here. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Generation Z. He's tired. <laughs> you know what? He's just as tired as us. Because of the attention span of kids these days, right? right. He's, he's like, "Where's my meme?" We've made him sit still for an hour. He can't handle it. Hey, where's my meme? Right? You guys are not poggers. That's what the kids yeah. say. These days. <laughs> so, uh, so Doug, the classified uh, storm shadow we've already got. It works for me. So. <laughs> Doug Dallas got General Hawk, Eels, Scrap Iron, Buzzer, and Footloose. See, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the card on Buzzer. Right. Yeah. You, I, I you can't. Tell, I you can't, can't do buzzer. Can't open that can without at least committing to the other two. Right. If you did buzzer, torch, ripper, and no more, okay. But that's like making Starscream and not doing Thundercracker and and Skywarp, right? Or or doing Mercer and not doing Red Dog and Taurus, right? It's a crew. You can't. You can't open that can. It's like doing Tomax and not Zema. Yeah. Can't do that. I would do Red Dog and and Taurus and not do Mercer, because everybody wants the circus acrobat. Yeah, you will yep. admit, even though you hate him, Mercer's the most popular of those three by a million miles. Oh, absolutely, and it's not a it's not a question of character design. I don't I don't. He's not a bad looking figure. He, he's easily the best of those three figure wise. I just don't think I, the character just doesn't hit a hit a note for me. That's fair. All right, I'll give you that. Especially since uh, the other two characters' design looks like it fit better with the Dreadnoughts. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like Red Dog, and, I can kind of see Taurus is totally Dreadnought. But yeah, it, it, like Mercer's the only one that looks like he belongs in a military outfit. Well, and, and those two are from like Istanbul and Pogo Pogo or Samoa, right? Like a place you might think the Dreadnoughts might stop by and recruit. Like, hey, I, come I on thought, down. I thought Red Dog had the best backstory. He was a former barefoot kicker in the NFL, and uh, somebody somebody drove their cleat into his toe, and he got suspended for beating the guy up. <laughs> so, I like Here's that. A little little known fact about fact about Red Dog, or maybe it's better known than <laughs> than I'm giving it credit for. The modern version of Red Dog that was released, the head is based off the current designer Lenny Panzica. Oh, there of, you the, go. Uh, of the classified line. So if you're a big fan of Lenny, I'm a big fan of Lenny. He's a great guy. One of my best friends there. Uh, yeah. Get that red dog figure. Maybe he'll sign it. If you're nice. If you're a big fan of Lenny and headbands. Yeah. Get Didn't Lenny to sign. The, <laughs> Didn't they reuse that Len head in one of the Jurassic Park lines? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Get Lenny to sign it and then send the Mercers to Mike. So anyways, <laughs> uh, moving on because we're talking about a guy who's not going to be in any of these lists. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez has Dusty, Eel, Televiper, Shipwreck, and Grunt. He has 
we got to give the X there. No, we, we only got one one army builder, and you've got two. So oh, yeah. Shipwreck is a good call, though. Next, behind behind Hawk, he's probably next for iconic and not represented yet. I mean, after Stalker, I'd give it to him. Yeah, close. Debatable. I just didn't put Grunt or Footloose just because at the end of the day, they're just regular infantry. And, you know, Duke kind of fits that role. <laughs> I, I could see Grunt because, again, Grunt, like, like my argument for Flash before, Grunt was so important for setting up the early marketing for this line. Like maybe he didn't do a whole lot on the page. Maybe he didn't do a whole lot on the screen, but Grunt was exceptionally sellable because you saw him all over the line, you know, all over the, the toy aisle, all over the stationary aisle. It was always Grunt, 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 Grunt on that early merchandise. And somehow it all flew off the shelves. So Grunt can't, can't underestimate the importance of Grunt to, to GI Joe. I think I agree with both of you. Like Grunt's really important because he was the de facto Joe early on. But I would not miss him if he was gone. If he wasn't in a classified line, like I don't need him in a classified sure. line. Like I needed him in the retro line. Retro Grunt, I'm all over retro Grunt. But classified, I, mean, I don't need it. You're gonna if you're gonna make Stalker with this this awesome of of a of a of an assemblage, then yeah. yeah a different head on grunt. it yeah yeah in much the same uh, way that c.s sherman's joe green shirt would be fun to have with like an alternate grunt head and maybe some alternate secondaries you could there would be a great troop builder option there yep. if you include included enough bits that's a customizer's dream right they're buying yeah. everyone they can find love low light and i i love wild weasel always have great character great design but a pilot, a designated pilot without his plane, eh. It's and tough. and I'm, a big, I'm a big Ace fan. Ace is in my top five. I loved Ace as a character and as a figure. Even the astronaut Ace, I was down as a kid. Loved him. But at Classified, yeah, They're never going to make... You don't want a battlecopter for Ace. <laughs> no, and they're never going to make a, a jet for him. So... I love Ace, but I don't need him. And I love Wild Weasel, and I don't need him. The Night uh, Adder is a, a uh, wild card there. there. Dig him, though. Cool, cool concept. Loved him, because I like new characters. And a badass Cobra security guy, a named guy, not a troop builder, with a, with a mean dog. Oh, yeah. So good. And the ability to change the color of his tattoos. That's even better. Something Cody Rhodes wishes he could do. See what I did right. there? I think yeah. he would change it to invisible if he had any. Flesh colored. Yeah. It's like my wife once said, uh, why don't you get a tattoo of Hugh Jackman's face on your face? <laughs> That's It cuts a little, a little close to the bone, but okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's a little harsh for Mrs. Weber. I know, right? But... <laughs> I get her to X-Men movies at least, right? I guess. Uh, Matt Rubin's got mainframes, Scrap Iron, Cobra Eel, Hawk, and Dusty. Uh, good pick on Dusty there. That's He's certainly up there as far as recognizable. Is there any uh, difference for cartoon version Hawk versus what we're talking about? I don't think so, no. Okay. Brighter colors. Because eventually, <laughs> yeah. eventually in, the, in the comic book, when 
when Hawk in his bomber jacket came out on the toy shelves, he was wearing a bomber jacket in the comics too. So I don't, I don't know. Still, still stubbornly blonde in the comics though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Up until like '93. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody ever asked Kurt Bazigan uh, if they did that on purpose, or if that was a slip, or? I think that was the feedback from Sunbow. Okay. I think that was they they you know they wanted to introduce Hawk and and they were like well he looks too much like Duke yeah so can you change his hair and they're like well okay whatever yeah you know it, it would be a dumb hill to die on so yeah I see it I'm not I, I love Matt's less other than mainframe not feeling the computer guy yeah I, I I'm I've just I understand how important he is I've just never been a huge fan yeah and I, I like the character I like that he's a marine and. And obviously tech computer tech guys are more important in modern warfare than ever, but man, I'm not, I don't need to buy that. I don't have to have him on my show. Uh, Viper scout goes Skidmark, No Colonel courage, cesspool and monster of Viper. No, 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 no. That's one guy. Back that up. He'd be amazing. So Shockwave, Lifeline, Wetsuit, Zorana, Night Viper. That's a, that's a strong list. Night Viper hasn't gotten a lot of love today. Don't need Zorana. Not unless you're doing more. That opens the Dreadnought problem. Yeah. I, I think Zorana's on the list. You've got Zartan, and she's useful enough on her own that if you've got Zartan, I don't need – like, Zorana's the only other one that, that can get away from that, I think. Maybe. Uh, i Zorana. You're still gonna get you're still gonna get most of most of the vocal fan base, which is a sliver of the overall fan base. Going, where's my Xandar? You can't not give me Xandar. What are you doing? And really, if you rank them, where's Xandar rank among Cobras? I I, I mean Xandar is at the bottom of my list at Dreadnoughts, let alone Cobras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a high rank higher. Yeah. Right? And that's no, but that's it. That's Xandar's bit, right? Nobody remembers him. Yep. Well, we remember yeah. for a reason. Yeah. You know why? Remember him. He's just lame. He's a redhead <laughs> trying to keep him down. Lame. Yeah, looking down. I like Shockwave. Lifeline's good too. Yeah, Lifeline. You talk about somebody looking different. Yeah. He would. He would ju certainly jump off the shelf at you. I mean, same way he did in 1986. Oh. Look at Torpedo 83, man. If we got Lifeline instead of Doc, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, it works either way. But but that's something when we built lines, we did look at racial diversity and gender diversity within it. And so mm -hmm. if you weren't doing a stalker, maybe you'd want to do Doc over Lifeline. And then there's value. There, I don't say value. I just think it's important because Joe has always been a very diverse toy line. And I think you want to make sure that's represented on the shelf. Daniel Rodriguez wants to fight the honcho. Zanzibar with air skip over <laughs> over chariot all day. That's that fine. Cool. I'm big with I like Zanzibar. I think he's a good Zanzibar is great, but you can't do Zanzibar without making like seven other dreadnoughts. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a pirate. <laughs> Torpedo eighty three. Torpedo eighty three wants interrogator, baby. My all time favorite cobra. Apparently, this mine and his. Oh, I can't understand the mentality of wanting a character who's already been released twice when there's so many characters that haven't been done at all. I don't know who we're in reference to. Maybe Storm Shadow, the Amazon one, then the Snake Eyes movie one. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Dude, it's 84 points out of that. Yeah, they made version, even though yeah, the G.I. Joe version, really good thing. But, they, yeah, they made version two and version, I guess, three of all time. And they didn't make version one. Like, uh, Matthew Comstock, uh, I want a butt with a, I, with a butt-shaped <laughs> tattoo right on my butt. That's Beavis and Butthead right there. Classic. Butt section. There we go. Here's Joel's list. Spirit, Alpine, Crimson Guard, Serpentor, and Lifeline. Alpine would be good with all that gear. Yeah, solid, solid list. Yeah. Here's make the gear actually work like Spirit, with a below. Right? With freedom, too, so that would be pretty awesome. Here's the question on Spirit, though, right? You would seriously have to update that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there would be not, nothing wrong with that, with taking the character of Spirit and giving it a more modern and less stereotypical representation would be a great figure, but it wouldn't look like classic spirit and they can't call him just spirit anymore. So you're departing pretty far away from what most, let's face it, adult collectors, which is what's fueling this line, remember as spirit. So I think if you gave spirit a decent haircut, I think it would be all right. In the in the old blue with the it, it, look, he doesn't necessarily need to have the tassels, but if you gave him the the, the blue shirt with the tan pants and, and the high boots and maybe some some Native American accoutrements, that gun yeah. has to go. That arrow gun is terrible. Yeah, terrible in nineteen eighty four. Whatever, but if you gave him freedom and and a decent, you know, he got rid of the the the. the the pigtails, I think. Yeah. And the loincloth. Yeah. yeah. Maybe integrate some of the red from that loincloth into the pants on, like, the sides. Like, kind of yeah. way that Scarlett has her red on her, her detail pants. To, to make those red details. Yeah. yeah I, there, there's a way you could you could hybridize it, I guess. Um, and, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having some, uh, some Native American accents, right, on it. Like, yeah, no problem. But you are you would have to change some significant parts of it. Yeah, and so it's cool more from the Devil's Do look that we got in the comic packs. Yeah, yeah. But there's a thought too. And I love. I mean, I was such a sucker for the Hearts and Minds comic that uh, Max Brooks did, and the way they modernized the concept of storm of Spirit the Tracker, that it wasn't mysticism, that it wasn't ear to the ground, you know. Tonto esque Kimosabi, I hear five horses coming. It was the fact that he was incredibly OCD and he took in so much information. And they showed it so well of how him just walking down the street was a harrowing experience for him because he took in so much information at once. And that made him like uh, almost a supernaturally talented tracker. Like, that's cool. Right, and it gets away from any kind of stereotypical Native American mysticism that you, when you paint with a broad brush like that, you get in trouble almost right away. So, yeah. I mean, in, in fairness to the various places we've seen Spirit, like when when Larry wrote him in the comic, and he had a pretty pronounced role for a while, that sort of thing didn't like he had a job to do that he did legitimately, and then if he had some some parable or something to associate with it, he would, but it was, there was no supernatural element to him doing his job there. 
on the cartoon, he really didn't do that job at all. Like he was the tracker, but what he was, he was the guy, he was the infantry guy with the Eagle is all he was on the cartoon. And he was the dude who fought storm shadow a couple times, right? Storm shadow. Yeah. He fought him more than snake eyes did. Yeah. Well, snake eyes fought him in the opening sequence of revenge of Cobra when he kicked him from the glider. That was the only time. But anyways, Torpedo 83, uh, Cover Girl, Airborne, Hawk, Interrogator, and Viper with Removable Helmet, uh, Blind Box, The Head as a Generic Cobra, or Mercer. I like a lot of that idea, except for the Mercer part. Everything but that last word, huh? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I would go with, uh, why, why not Flint dressed as a Cobra officer, then? I, this, is, this is one of the only beefs I had uh, with Phil's line, because he's using some of the same guys here. Covergirl and Hawk in the same line. Two bomber jackets. Yeah, like I think it. I think it minimizes the like coolness. Married. The coolness of both because they're both great. But and again, if this is the last line, okay, you don't have any choice. You could do it or you don't. But if you had more than one, I would separate those two. And I think, yeah, I do like. I think you want to get female figures out there. But Covergirl is a little bit to me like Ace or Wild Weasel. I need her tank, right? right. I, guess I want it, another it, it, Joe female, but I mean, if we're going off original looks, Jinx is, I think, just too boring. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. And I guess if you spun, if you spun her less as tank driver and more as uh, grease monkey, essentially, as full-on mechanic, which I think is where they probably should have gone with her a little bit more. The idea yeah, of... <laughs> well, just former former runway model, right? Who has become the best mechanic for the top military unit in the world? I love the idea that the vamp is broken and they ha and Clutch has to bite his tongue and bring it to Cover Girl if he ever wants it to, to roll again, right? I love the idea of, especially back then. Because Joe was more progressive than a lot of other properties, the idea that the guys have got have got to pay homage basically to this little gorgeous because she is a former model, this gorgeous little girl who's the only one keeping all these weapons of war running. I think that's cool. Well, if we want to change it up, yeah. we could give her the uh, the has the sunbow uh, miniseries colors where she's all in green with blonde. Yeah. And then you can make like a, like a Transformers Generation Selects thing on Hasbro Pulse exclusive that's in their toy colors. Yeah, you can make it you can make it work either way. I would love the idea of doing doing a face that looks pretty because she's cover girl. Mm -hmm. And then doing one that's just dirty and grease marks and hair all messed up. And it's like like the one who comes out on the on the rolling thing from under the tank, like ooh. So real quick, I want to get a couple more of these in before we, we wind up for the night. Uh, Alistair Keffer, Grunt, Lightfoot, Zorana, Night Viper, Mutton Junkyard. Uh, Mutton Junkyard is one that I would be all about, but man, that would get expensive. That's a deluxe figure right there. Because if, if you're going to do timber full, you know, full articulation, you got to do Junkyard that way too. Um, Lightfoot, eh, I'd go Tripwire before Lightfoot, but I'm an old ain't, school. Ain't nobody buying Lightfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, weird boots. Weird boots? What about the helmet? They got weird everything. It's just, you know, at least you can justify the helmet as having tech. Why does his boots have blocks on the side? Lightfoot's the guy, even though he's EOD, Lightfoot's the guy they're not telling what time the chopper takes off, right? 
he's running out after the tomahawk helmet and hand going, hey, guys. Hey. Uh, Matthew Comstock, Shipwreck, Scrap Iron, Night Viper, Stalker, Ricondo. Ooh. Hold on, my phone's ringing. It's Joe Colton. <laughs> she hates Ricondo. Uh, hates she, him. She does. I, I don't think that has anything to do with, with the figure. actual G.I. Joe. So. No, but Ricondo would sell. He's he's really, really popular. Only because of the hat. And, the good uh, hat. That's one fabulous mustache. Yeah, I mean, there's lots about him that's cool. But if they made him with just a helmet or a, or a flat cowboy hat, wouldn't be half as popular, right? It's one of the most iconic bit looks, at least, of the first three, four years, that folded up hat. Um, so let's uh, let's start bringing it into the station here. And let's move into what we got in. So Biff McConkie, Doc, you're our guest today. What did you get in the last couple of weeks? Uh, well, I got in something that actually kind of confused me. Uh, I saw this, buy it now on eBay for what I thought was just a, uh, Photon Toys R Us ad. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Some art that hasn't really been seen before and the holster on the belt there makes it look like it was probably a prototype. But then when I got it in, you can see how it's reflecting my light here. This thing is, it's plastic. Nice. And it is layered. So it's some kind of a light-up display. That's cool. No, that's CMYK. This is, like, used in the actual making of the ad. Oh, nice. Very cool. Like, huh? What did I order here? <laughs> this is, like, a $20 buy it now. Like, I, I was really thinking I was just getting a newspaper piece and not something that's actually, you know, a print negative sort of thing. Same. That is cool. Yeah. And then I was at a Pasadena G.I. Joe toy show on Sunday, and I got in this hat. That is a Taking rapper that. on there? Yeah. yeah. They did a nice flyover Thursday night, by the way. Get that back up there, Phil. Yeah, that's nice. Very cool. Very cool. What size is that hat? It is a Velcro adjustable. Ah, so it fits everybody. Yes, and it won't pop apart after a year. Right. Except for me, because I'd have to leave those flaps completely open. Right. Get on my chair. It'll still, wear, it'll still fit gravity. <laughs> and it'll it'll sit there. My little Rattler yarmulke. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, what else you got, Phil? Um... That's all I have on hand, honestly. It's been a light couple of weeks. <laughs> you be that way then. Poncho Mark Weber. Well, I kind of thought I would hit cleanup because I cleaned up this I got, week. I got nothing, so you are yeah. in. Oh, so. very nice. So so I got a couple I got a couple things. Uh we're we're getting back, I promise you, to Lazy Bastard Customs, because I've been picking up pieces for a couple of projects I've been wanting to do. But before we get to that, never had this. Because it's Street Fighter, and I didn't collect. Street Fighter was like, come on, that's not really Joe. But some of the vehicles aren't terrible. Sonic Boom Tank is awesome. I had that as a kid. I loved it. Never had <laughs> this. And the missiles are coming, as well as, come on, dude, you're missing a wheel down there, and you didn't say it, but whatever. 
other than the yellow being a little too yellow and the driver being just bullet bait. <laughs> it's better colors than the paralyzer. Yeah, it's I'm kind of I'm down with this. Now I think I'm gonna scrape the Street Fighter stuff off and make it a little more G.I. Joe. But yeah, I'm down with that. So never had it ever. Happy with the Sonic Boom Dank. Working on a project here, but I got a I have this, but I got this for pretty cheap, and it's gonna help me with something else I'm working on. So I got a pretty good Wolverine, most of the missiles. What was curious to me is it arrived like this. Take a good look at the at the cannons, right? And it how he how he worked it. Come on now. That's disrespectful. Okay. <laughs> Fixed, man. And how he worked it because the way it's pictured it on the box and the way I always had it was like this, right? Sure. With the cool part of this facing forward. And it also moved the missiles back a little bit more from cover girl's <laughs> hair, right? Because I, I always thought that even as a kid, I, I thought that design was a little sketchy. And if you remember the cover girl figure, that hair was kind of beehive weaved. And I figured there was a lot of product in there. It was the early 80s. There was a lot of Aquanet going on, yeah. Yeah. But if you if you look at what this guy did as a kid, look at how he put the sticker on. He was obviously vested that this was the right way to have. And it doesn't look awful, but I think we all know that's wrong. Not everybody read the instructions as a kid. No. Well, I mean, I... Until like three years ago, I had Voltar's backpack wrong. I thought that was an antenna. I didn't know that most was a, people did. <laughs> I didn't know that was a vulture perch. So I know how hey man. What can I say? You can't Listen, see it in the card art, and I don't think they actually have an instruction on the card itself. So I think that's excusable. <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming at least I'm coming clean about it. But anyway, to, uh, to be continued, this uh this Wolverine will make an appearance at another point. The other ones are figures, and they're almost all tied. But the first one is not. It's a piece of a figure. And you two are going to race to identify it. Are you ready? Sure. Whose legs are these? Skystriker. Yeah. Oh, big win right there. So it's Wild Weasel's legs repainted as Skystriker. Yeah. And they were they were available for buy it now at like 10, 12 bucks. Something like that. And I'm like, if I can make a lazy bastard custom that uses a piece of a pretty rare and expensive figure, like that's instant street cred. So <laughs> look for these bad boys at some point coming to you. But the other guys, the guys who are involved in this overall project that I'm doing, this beautiful thunder. See the helmet and the monocular and the just devastated crotch, which I did undoing the figure. Uh, luckily, luckily I didn't, I, I don't, that's a one, the one piece I think I don't need out of this guy. So that's on me, not on the guy who sold him, but the other three that we're using are old, old school. And these are going to make a couple things that are going to be awesome. So we got a, a good looking straight arm breaker. Okay. Close to the camera there, and then uh, you know the the original desert troops. Nice. And I don't know if it'll, it'll do it justice. This clutch is fantastic. Like, just 
in, in, I'll have to check my old one to make sure this guy isn't better because he's big time and none of these were that expensive. So if you were a fan of Lazy Bastard Custom Theater, and even if you weren't too bad, get ready. The segment uh, we've been talking about bringing back for a year. We're finally I, getting it going. Daddy's got some groceries, so I can cook dinner. So it's going to be a good job. I to make a desert breaker, and I never get around to it. <laughs> that, yes, that might be a spoiler, uh, but only part of it. Um, but the one thing I got to do, and I haven't had to do this with a, an old, old figure before, the screw on the back of this grunt is totally stripped. So it's going to be, we're, tonight we're going to try the glue on the screwdriver head and we'll go for that because re- I've never done the drill to screw out thing and I know it's incredibly dangerous. So we'll see. Mm. Got to have try a- putting coke in it and see if that eats away at the, at the screwdriver. Yeah, and it's not, uh, it's not uh, rusted or anything. I know that, I know coke can help with rust, but this is, this is totally stripped. Like I can't get it to move oh. at all. I tried the rubber band on top of the of the screwdriver thing, and I'm not getting anywhere. So, well, we'll see. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't it wasn't that expensive for a pretty good? It's funny that, but you would think that glider grunt would be a little more expensive, but I guess because everybody broke their gliders so often, they bought a lot more. So, like exactly. Viper. The grunt is like a $20 figure, right? And the Viper pilot, because that symbol wore off for everybody, is like 280 Like, what are you doing? It's pretty ridiculous. Man. So anyway, that's I got a lot in this week. Uh, for back me, back that's a lot. Day, back in the day, back in 1996, when I first started collecting again, uh, the second purchase I made, the first one I got, a, I went to eBay, and I got a, a slugger with Thunder. We never had that growing up. My second purchase after start restarting the collection was two hiss drivers and two Viper pilots uh, from a guy who sent me a physical paper catalog. Five dollars a piece. That's solid. <sighs> and that was I big have... money back then, right? <laughs> well, yeah. it was one of those where I, I was in college, and so I was I was throwing over every piece of furniture in the apartment. Trying to like to get to that twenty dollars, like can you use your meal plan points? Yeah, right. (laughs) That couch probably still lopsided. Anyway, (laughs) I have my original Viper pilot, but he only has a whisper of silver on his chest. And once that once that bit goes, he won't be a Viper pilot ever again. Right? Nobody will believe it. Well, the two the two that I have still still very good. That's one of them is fantastic, and the other one has a little bit of a smudge on the edge. But yeah, yeah. Even the, even the, his tank drivers are hard to find with a good logo. Good, so. and and those two are both real good too. But of course, I've got probably twelve classic his tanks, so they 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 all generally have good looking drivers in them. So yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I don't know which two those are, but those Viper pilots, I've never found them again for anything affordable. I knew even then that. Even a '96, that was an expensive figure. That this guy just didn't know what he had, right? And so, anyhow, um, there you go. Let's. Uh, we. I got nothing in, like I said. So that move that moves us into shout outs. Biff McConkey Dog, tell us where we can find articulated points. Oh yeah, uh, you can find it on tw- Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. 
and Instagram. And uh, most places, it's just articulated points as the uh, uh, username. With uh, Twitter, it's articulated PTS because apparently they can't have three more letters. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find us tomorrow on Operation Armor. We'll be in the uh, Vamp for the Memories and His Tanks for the Memories segment with uh, me and Patrick and also Chris McLeod. All right. It'll be uh, fully articulated, I think. <laughs> fully articulated. Nice. Who else we shout out to, Phil? Uh, my partner in crime, Patrick Stewart, not Picard. He's uh, <laughs> my co-host on Articulated Points, and he's a guy I always turn to for part of the whole brain trust thing. we got to figure out. If we got a mystery in, in a toy line, we're going to solve it together. Patrick is a good guy to have on your side for mysteries and toy lines. One of the best I can think of. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mark Weber. Yeah. Out uh, nice and simple. Let's, let's give a shout out to uh, my mom because she's visiting and she's like nearby. So maybe I get extra points for that. But uh, I would, uh, I would ask mom if I could borrow the family room for a weekend and usually it was a yes. And then I would set up the whole room as the war, right? Like the Joes were, were big. And, and early on, up through, I think, the fourth year of it, maybe the start of the fifth, I shared the collection with another kid, uh, you know, in the neighborhood. So we had two Christmas worth of presents, right? We had two wallets worth buying. So we had a significant collection. And we would just trade the whole thing back and forth every couple of weeks. And the parents never thought it would work, that there would be a giant blow up. But it worked fine and until the end when he was older than me. And he, rather than pay me for the paper, his paper out I did for a month, he just said, why don't you keep the Joes? Bing. So uh, to my mom, uh, affectionately Grandma Nola to the kids who let me completely hijack the family room a couple weekends a year to set up the war and do it shot by shot. Turn-based combat. Basically, right? Like, I, I did it like rotisserie baseball, but it made the the war itself lasted a couple hours. And really, all I've been doing the rest of my life is amassing a collection so I can do that again someday. So, yeah, to to my mom, Ola Weber, thanks for, uh, for putting up with my lifelong G.I. Joe collection. Who else we got, Mark Weber? Uh, that's it, right? Like, uh, to, uh, you know, just in general, uh, we always shout out to the first responders and, and, and the docs and the nurses out there. But we should also give it up to the teachers as they're getting ready for another school year to start. My kids are starting to get ready for it. And, and we're still in a pandemic, and it's, it's you know, nothing certain right now. So teachers already a hard job, even without COVID. So uh, my mom and dad are both teachers. So uh, let's give it up to uh, to the teachers out there. Uh, soon to be taking your kids off your hands five days a week. Yeah, Rack time Rob said day number two today. There you go. I texted him. I said, I'm going to the grocery store. And he was like, get bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which one? All of it. Right. And, uh, Matt Rubin, good tag by Matt Rubin here. Shout out to the mental health yep. as well. Absolutely. Um, did you, you Mike? Did you come back with actually diet vanilla, zero calorie bourbon? Something zero, 
<laughs> bourbon, yes. No, I did, not, I did not buy bourbon. It was actually okay. getting busy, so I, I grabbed the essentials and ran. Bourbon isn't as essential? It was not close to the front of the store. Milk, milk bread, Oreos. Um, when you ran, did you actually pay well, for these items? <laughs> um, I had a cart, so I just kind of hopped on the back and pushed with my one good leg. To freedom. I think you're on to something, though. They need to have impulse buy bourbon displays right by the register, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, they have the they have the candy for the kids. It's the same concept. Your magazines, your beef jerky, your candy, your booze. Some right. of the grocery stores do have the booze counter right there by checkout. Walmart I would put it a lot. Put it right there next to the Jennifer Aniston magazine. Right. Yeah. Actually, the uh, grocery store by my house has the all the expensive stuff right after the. Uh, checkout line so it's you, you check out there's the walkway and then there's the cabinets full of the expensive booze oh man the so buyer's regret like man i shouldn't have got eggs and uh, shout out to the retail folks dealing with folks who don't wear their masks so yeah, yeah. alice brings up a good point we're, we're back in a, a bad spot with this whole pandemic thing we've uh, been a little lax for a little too long um if regardless of your vaccination status first off get vaccinated yeah. second off wear your mask in public do your best to maintain social distancing. Um, there's a lot of folks having a bad time right now. And we're not just talking victims. We're talking health professionals. We're talking other folks in hospitals who have other types of medical procedures going on that, that can't have that happen uh, because there's too many resources being dedicated to folks who won't get a shot. So please, if, if you're not vaccinated, go get yourself vaccinated. Uh, if you are vaccinated, please you know, you're 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 more you're the more sensible folks to begin with. Please get your masks on in public, um, and, and let's let's really get this thing down this time because we're heading towards some really not good situations this fall with this this uh, this virus. Uh, give a shout out to Rack Time Rob, the unsung uh, hero and fourth man of the What's on Joe Mind team. Give Ooh. a shout out to Joe Colton and her the, uns the unsung third member, right? <laughs> The often absent third member of our team. Uh, it's just like four a, hours that way. Yeah, having a great time in Las Vegas, uh, living long and prospering at Star Trek, whatever it's called. I, I don't know. Some Star Trek show. We'll get, she'll talk about it next week, whatever. Uh, give a shout out to our folks at Kokomo Toys for uh, sponsoring our program. Still, despite the fact that we do nothing positive for them whatsoever. Uh, except, we sing for them. Except sing their theme song. Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys, Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. Ooh, I stuck the landing. Want to give a shout out to the folks watching along with us on the live stream, uh, both on YouTube and on Facebook. Thank you so much. If you would be so kind, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us some kind of a reaction if you're on Facebook. If you want to play along with the, uh, uh, continue to play along with the fantasy booking Leave a comment here. Leave a comment for us on Facebook. Uh, give us your five. We got the rules for you at the beginning of the or at the beginning of the segment, um, where it's uh, of course one name Joe, at least one name Cobra, only one army builder, five figures. Uh, get your get your list up there, and we'll we'll do our best to to react to those and and uh, and all that other good stuff. Uh, so for my my guest host Phil Donnelly, for my co-host Mark Weber. I'm Mike Irizarry. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of the What's on Joe Mind team stream. We will catch you again next Friday at 9 p.m., uh, both on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, we love you. Be good to one another.
Be safe. Bing. Get vaccinated. Have a great week. Put your mask on.